today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Sound doctrinally, rebukable, correctable, and trainable. If I am all of the above, bring it on! I think about what the Apostle Paul said. Luke records it in Acts 20. Nothing moves me. Nothing moves me. Let me ask you this question again, rhetorical. Do you want in your Christian life to have unflinching fearlessness? It's available for you. Terrifying times are here and more are coming in this world. And the enemy desires for these trials to riddle you with doubt and fear and cause you to walk away from God. However, as Pastor J.D. teaches today, as a believer, you can stand firm in your faith by relying on the Holy Spirit and remembering and clinging to God's Word. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But, listen, when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is, interesting, double-minded, And how about this word, unstable in all they do. They're not sound. They're not solid. They're not strong in their doctrine. So here comes the storm. And they're back and forth. I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know, what do you think? I don't know. Back and forth, tossed to and fro, double-minded. Think about this. You're... (laughs) Well, I'm not going to, I know they have clinical terms for this condition, but you know how it is that some of us just can't multitask? You know, that, what's that expression, you can't chew gum, walk at the same time? You know, some people just can't, you know, try, try and, you know, clap. And we just, you know, some of us got it and some of us don't. <laughs> so, it comes to multitasking. Some of us are really good at multitasking in the wrong way because we're double-minded. Uh, my, my mind is thinking, well, it could be. And then here's the other side of the, the, the mind going, well, maybe, maybe it isn't. Are you kidding me? Again, they have clinical terms for this condition. But if you're going back and forth like that, you think God wants you to live your Christian life like that? Hey, think about it as earthly parents. You want your children living like that? back and forth, unstable, double-minded, confused, don't know what to do. No, you want a solid, sound, strong, not unstable. Like number two, we don't want to talk about this, do we? Rebuking? Oh, just the sound of the word. It's one of those words that sounds like what it is. I rebuke you. I just got the it's got 
you know, packs a punch. I rebuke you. (laughs) What does rebuking mean? It means convicting, not condemning. Convicting, rebuking and convicting us that what we're doing or not doing is wrong. You need to be rebuked because you're on the wrong path. Oh, it might seem right. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. Oh, it might feel right. How can something so bad feel so good? Easy. It's called sin. So it's a loving rebuke that you're on the wrong path. And if you continue on this path, it will not end well for you. That's what rebuking is, and it ties in to our third one. Proverbs one twenty three says, Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my Spirit on you. Listen to this. And I will make my words known to you, if you have ears to hear. I'll give you the word. I'll give you the answer. I'll direct your path. You just need to turn. You need to repent. You're being rebuked. Here's the problem. We're not rebukable. Is that a word? Let's just say it is. (laughs) We're on the receiving end of a rebuke. We don't receive it. Well, I just don't receive that. Okay, well. I tried. I love you. I tried. Wounds of a friend are faithful and can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. In other words, initially you'll resent that rebuke, but eventually you will appreciate that rebuke, because that person cared enough to rebuke you. You know the person I feel sorry for? Is the person that doesn't have anybody in their life that's willing to look them eyeball to eyeball, belly to belly. That's for the guys, belly to belly. (laughs) And say to them, you know, I care enough about you to rebuke you in Jesus' name. What you're doing is wrong. The path you're on is wrong. And I care enough to say something. And I'm willing, because I love you enough, I'm willing to jeopardize our relationship and friendship and do so. Now initially, they might resent you. Eventually, they will appreciate you. Hey, by the way, it goes both ways. (laughs) Uh, So you rebuke somebody in love, tell them the truth, you speak truth in love. Um, They might initially resent you, hate you, unfriend you on social media, unfollow you. and block you, you know, and that, but not before sending you one last I mean, message. But I promise you on the authority of God's Word, standing on the Word of God. This is what I mean by don't lose confidence in the Word of God. God's Word says that they will come to that place where they will realize, wow, that was my friend. See, the enemy only tells me what I want to hear. They multiply kisses. That's not love, that's self-love. They don't want to jeopardize their relationship. Now initially you're going to appreciate it. Oh wow, thank you. The kisses, right? Flattery. Oh, you're good, it's all good. Initially I'm going to very much appreciate that. In fact, I'm going to encourage you to tell me more. What else can you tell me about me that you... (laughs) Initially I will appreciate it but eventually I will resent it. 
Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me the truth? Why did you just tell me what I needed to hear, wanted to hear and not what I needed to hear? I needed to hear that. If you really cared about me, you would have rebuked me. Again, this ties into leg number three, which is correcting. And correcting is the intended result of rebuking such that one changes course, correcting it, and then making it right, making amends, change course. I'm on the wrong path. I need to turn around, correct my course. The story is told, perhaps you've heard it before, of a huge ocean liner at sea. The captain of the ship sees a light ahead, radios ahead. You need to change course. We're, we're headed right for you. And if you don't change course, we're going to crash. So change course. Response comes back, no. <laughs> How about that? I'm not going to change course. You change course. Response comes back, I'm not changing course. I'm, this is my title and you know, this is, and this is a big ship and you better change course. And the response comes back and says, no, you're going to change course because I'm a lighthouse. I'll just give the Holy Spirit a little bit more time on that one. Think about that. That's the Word of God. The light, the rock-solid foundation. And here we are, we're on a collision course, and our lives are going to come crashing down. And in our belligerence and arrogance and stubbornness and stiff-neckedness, and I've got a few more I could add, I won't. I'm not changing course. This also, again, like with rebuking, presupposes that we're correctable. That's a word for sure. I know that's a word, right? <laughs> that means that we're, how about this, teachable. Ooh. You know in the, what we affectionately refer to as the pastoral epistles, of which Timothy is one, Titus the other? The Apostle Paul writes the qualifications for an elder. And it's translated able to teach. That's not what it means. This is what it means. Not able to teach. Teach able. Teachable. On the mainland we had a, an acronym for people that we would hire on staff. And the acronym was, we're looking for fat people. <laughs> I can, where do I, where? F is for faithful. A is for available, and T is for teachable. If they weren't faithful, they weren't available, and certainly if they weren't teachable, no go. No go. Let me uh, try to illustrate it this way, just by way of an example. So when we search the Scriptures, the Scriptures are searching us. And the problem comes in when we judge the Word instead of the Word judging us. The Word correcting us. The Word teaching us. 
the Word rebuking us. You know how it is when you come across some of those passages of Scripture. And I mean, it's you. Here's what we do. So-and-so needs this verse right here. That's for... Oh, seems that I've struck a chord. It's kind of like a sermon. You, you hear a good teaching, and you're like, wow, that was really good. So-and-so needs to hear. I think I'm going to send them the link. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How's for you? How's for you? You know how it is in the Proverbs? You're reading the Proverbs, right? And you get to those contrasting Proverbs. Man, that, our study through the book of Proverbs was so rich. But there's those contrasting Proverbs where you contrast the righteous with the wicked. And so it'll say, the righteous do this, but the wicked do this. And what do we do? Yeah, them wicked people. (laughs) You know, the righteous. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Wait, 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 wait. You're the wicked one. (laughs) Let the Word of God judge you. You don't judge the Word. Let the Scriptures search you. Search my heart, O Lord. See if there be anything that needs to be removed that's keeping me from loving you, hearing you, and knowing you. Proverbs 12, 1, I love this proverb. Whoever loves instruction, loves knowledge. But he who hates correction is stupid. Oh, that's, look it up. It says that. You're stupid. Okay, I won't say it again, but it feels so good to say that word. You know what this is saying? You... You don't like to be corrected. Somebody tries to correct you, you're like, me? What about you? Oh yeah, that's the pot calling the kettle black. You're stupid. Okay, last time I'm going to say it. If you love instruction (laughs) and you love knowledge, that's wisdom. But it is a fool who hates it. Oh yeah, I don't want to hear it, but I need to hear it. I need to hear it. Leg number four, training or instructing, which has the idea of discipling and following the right way as it relates to God's way, the ways of the Lord. So let's take all four just real quick here, and and let's put them together, these four legs on the table upon which we stand. Sound doctrinally, rebukable, correctable, and trainable. If I am all of the above, bring it on. I think about what the Apostle Paul said, Luke records it in Acts 20, nothing moves me. Nothing moves me. Let me ask you this question again, rhetorical. Do you want in your Christian life to have unflinching fearlessness? It's available for you, but you need these four prerequisites 
in order to realize it. Absent any one of these, you will lack the equipment. Paul says, if all four of these are present, then you will be fully equipped. Whatever equipment you need, you got it. You know how it is when you're trying to do that simple project and you don't have the right tool. It happens to me all the time. I mean, is it just me or when you need a Phillips screwdriver, you can only find a flathead? Does that happen to you? Or how about the, the, the socket, you know, the, the, uh, the wrench size you need? Yeah, and, and can you find one? No. Oh, you can find everything else, but it's like, you know, those socket sets you have. The one you need, you don't have it. And so you can't do it. And then you get the crescent wrench out. And here's what you find out. Maybe it's just me that this happens to. It probably is. I'm taking this very personally. The, the crescent wrench doesn't quite get big enough for the size of that. And so then you just break down and weep like a baby when that happens. You lack the equipment, the tool. That's what Paul's saying. So do you want to be fully equipped for every good work? These are the prerequisites. This is what you need in order to do it. All right, I'm going to close and I'm going to pose just one question. And please know that I'm asking of myself the question before the Lord as I ask it. With what it seems lies ahead in the days ahead with everything as crazy as it is, and as we talked about for the prophecy update concerning the decision that even now many are facing, a decision that has to be made, a decision that could cost somebody their jobs, their livelihood, could cost them everything. And there's a lot of uh, consternation, trepidation, a lot of confusion. What am I going to do? What's going to happen? Well, I'll come back to the question, but replete throughout Scripture are promises after promises that God will always provide no matter what. So if I have my foundation on the promises of God and the Word of God, you know when we call it the Word of God, I think sometimes we we kind of skim over what that really means. It's God's Word, right? That means that God has given us His Word. He's given us His Word. He can't break His Word. He can't go back on His Word. It's God's Word. Does that make sense? It's God's Word. The Word of God. God has given us His Word. He cannot. It's not that He won't. He can't. It's not who He is. 
So stay with me. So God has given me His Word. He has promised me repeatedly throughout Scripture that His own will never be begging bread. That He will always provide, no matter what. If you need it, He's going to provide it. You can bank on it. Take it to the bank. Actually, don't take it to the bank right now. I shared this first update. I might as well share it. I went into the bank. And thankfully my son showed me on an app how I don't have to go to the bank now. I could just take a picture of the check. you got to love technology. So before I knew that, I, I, go, I go into the bank, and there's this guy standing there, and he's like, Sir, you need to come over here. I'm like, what? He said, you need to stand in front of this scanner. I'm like, what? So here I am, I'm standing in front of this thing, and it's scanning my face. And it's taking my temperature. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's Revelation 13 right there. <laughs> you mean I can't, I can't do any transactions, buy or sell, unless you scan my forehead and take my temperature? Yeah. So thankfully my, you know, temperature was fine, and the green check comes up, and he says, sir, you may go ahead and go into the line. I'm going, I, I will close. I do have a question. Just bear with me. <laughs> I'm not shaken by that because the solid foundation of God's Word. I'm not blindsided by it. I'm not confused because of it. I'm not moved or shaken in any way. In, my, in fact, it's the opposite that's true. Because this is exactly what God's Word said would happen. It's, it's almost comical, if I can say it like that. You know, not that you're going to say that, but I, you know, you could say to the guy, oh, this is, this is interesting. Did you know the Bible says that you're going to do this. <laughs> this is just the beginning, because it's not going to be much longer. Well, not me, because I'm gone. You, you might want to, I have some great life assurance uh, policy that I'd like to share with you, but I won't be here for it. But you know, if you are here for it, one of these days you're going to be standing right there saying, we need to scan your forehead or your forehand before you can come in doesn't shake me. It actually excites me. Because God's Word is true. And the truth will set you free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. It's easy to read the book of 2 Timothy and think it only applies to pastors. But the Word of God is always inclusive. This means you can glean something from every page, no matter who you are. So don't let your social status, job, age, or how long you've been a Christian hinder you from diving into the Bible. It's full of wisdom that you can apply to your life. As you listen to Pastor J.D.'s message today, we pray your faith was impacted in a powerful way. If you missed any part of this message or would like to hear others like it, just visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. There you'll find an archive of teachings as well as other helpful tools in your walk with the Lord. 
We always love to hear from our listeners, too. If you have a specific prayer request or any questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us through our contact form on our website. Again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find it under the About tab. If you're in the Kaneohe area, we'd love to connect and have you join us for our worship services. Always feel free to bring your friends and family along, too. It's a great time of fellowship and learning about God with Pastor J.D. Be sure to let us know that you're a listener of In Spirit and Truth when you visit. You can find out more about Calvary Chapel Kaneohe at our website or find us on our media platforms to stay up to date with all things concerning Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. With that, our time with you has come to an end. Thanks for being part of our study in the book of 2 Timothy here today. We hope you'll tune in again right here on In Spirit and Truth.